subject on the night, bad habits are hard to break. Bad habits are hard to break. Everybody should have said amen on that one. <laughs> habits is most often referred to as a usual way of behaving or a tendency that someone has settled into something or settled into. It's a routine of behavior that is repeated regularly and tends to occur consequentially, subconsciously. So we do not think by, we, we do things by habits we have formed in our life. We have, we have done things so long that we find them hard to break. Stopping is what we want to do, but we find no willpower to get it done. Some of our habits are killing us, but we don't have the power to break the hope it has on us. It's bad when you know you are drinking poison, but yet you drink it anyway. And I need, and you and I need God to come in and save us from ourselves and give us strength to resist the fire that's burning us up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You remember that analysis I gave you about the dog that grabbed a hot biscuit? He wanted that biscuit so bad that he didn't do nothing but holler and keep on trying to bite it. That's the way we use about our habits. We must learn how to change how we allow things to have control over our minds. Some of your craving turns into habits that you find it difficult to get out of. Most habits can be traced back to the sin we entertained and got caught in the devil's well. Now it's hard for you to find the way of freedom because the old taste keep coming back and calling you to its service. Lord have mercy. Huh? That old stuff you used to be involved in keep calling your name. And if you liked it good enough, you answer, here I am. Come on, somebody. You become and will remain a slave to bad habits unless you let God free you from the sin. Because guess what? If it's a bad habit, it's a sin. Huh? Come on, somebody. You ain't never heard of no bad habit trying to go to heaven. Huh? Bad habits enjoy the badness that they're in. 
And they sit down in it and they squat down in it and that's where they remain. Come on, somebody. You tell yourself, I got to quit, but then you can't find the strength or the way to do the quitting. Amen. Go to James chapter 4 right quick. Verses 5 through 10. Back of the book, James 4, verses 5 through 10. Are we there? Let's begin reading at the fifth verse. Do you think that the scriptures say in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusts to evil? Well, I said evil, but I meant envy. Read on. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So you got to find yourself humbling. Huh? You got to find, and, and, and to be humble, you can't be telling yourself, I ain't got to do that. Huh? You ain't got to do it, but it's going to keep doing you. Amen. Seventh verse says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will... Oh, so you got some action that you need to take place. You got something that you got to do. Stop trying to lay all the pressure on God and you do nothing. The Bible says you got to first submit yourself therefore to God. Submitting yourself to God. God, I need your help. I need you to intervene in this, Lord. Because apparently I can't do it on my own. So I need your help to help me to get this done. And then he said, and while you are submitting yourself to God, God said, now, Resist the devil. You got to resist the temptation. You got to resist the habit. Huh? You can't keep giving in to it. You got to put up some resistance. Although it might be hard the first few times, but guess what? The more you resist it, the easier it gets. <coughs> and when the devil find out that you're resisting him, it's getting stronger and stronger. He gonna lead you for a season because he ain't got a whole lot of time to waste on you because he's looking for some easy prey. He's looking for some weak prey. So if he see you learning how to put on strength, he gonna lead you for a while. Amen. The Bible says he gonna flee from you. That means he gonna lead you. And then it says, draw now to God. Hold it right there. Now, if you want some help and if you want some strength, you got to show God something. You got to show God that, God, I'm trying to approach you. I'm trying to get as close to you as I can. He said, well, come on, daughter. Keep trying to get close to me, and I'm going to meet you halfway. Amen. But don't think for God going to come all the way. You got to meet him halfway. That's right. Amen. Amen. Then the verse says, Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, 
and purify your heart, you double mind. So guess what? We all fit in that category. We all fit in that category that we need our hands clean. Come on, somebody. We all fit in that category that we need God to purify our hearts so that we can do the right thing, that we can get some good habits and leave alone the bad habits. Huh? Because if he don't, he said, your mind, you got a double-minded. And a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Double-minded man do that. Should I go or should I stay? Should I go or should I stay? He go through life all day long. Should I go or should I stay? Don't know what to do. Come on, somebody. Mm, read the book. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy in the heaviness. See, sometimes when you're calling on God, guess what? It's got to reach your heart to where it calls you to do some moaning. It calls you to flow some tears. It calls you to show God some sincerity that I need your help, God. Amen. And then it goes on to say in verse 10, Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Oh, so you got to show God something. Humble yourself, feeling very insignificant in the presence of the Lord. And he will exalt you. He will lift you up. And he will make your life significant. Wow. It's God that's got to make you, baby. But you got to give him something to work with. Huh? Don't keep playing tic-tac-toe with the devil and then thank God going to give you some help. You're going to get crossed out every time. Amen. Go to 1 John chapter 2. situation that it just seemed like we just couldn't turn the fire loose. We know the fire was burning, but it just seemed like we couldn't find how to turn the fire loose and not pick it up again. Come on, somebody. God knows the roads that we take. And if he's coming, he's coming to deliver us if we want to be delivered. If you want to be delivered, God can deliver you. Come on, somebody. Amen. You can't want to get delivered and then keep telling God one more bite, one more bite. One more bite of bad habit and I'm going to stop. Come on, somebody. Bad, one thing I found out about bad habit, you got a bad habit, the best thing to do is cold turkey. Huh? Ain't no, ain't no point of you talking about you going to slow feed this habit till you get rid of No, baby. You ain't going to slow feed nothing. You fooling your own self. Amen. First John chapter 2. 15 verse says. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world. The love. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean you forfeit God's love. When you keep loving on the world. 
Come on, somebody. That's what the scripture says. You forfeiting what God has for you. You forfeiting what God has for you because you constantly loving on what the world is offering you. Come on now. God tell you what to do it. And, 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 and oh my God. You know how it is when when you, I don't care how much you give a dog dog food. But baby, dangle a piece of steak in his face. He'll forget anything he ever heard about some dog food. Because he know the difference in the smell of meat and that and that stuff that was in the bag. He going for the meat. And that's what the devil do to He keep dangling stuff before us that he know we like. Huh? And we fall for his okie doke all the time. Come on, somebody. He wave it before you, and then he blow to get the smell up your nostrils. Huh? And you say, ooh, that smell is familiar. <laughs> that smell is where I came from. Huh? Well. He blew it a little more and you said, then you start saying, I remember when. Oh, baby, he got you on the rope now. Come on, somebody. Ah. Uh. Read the next one. Wait a minute. So then God going to tell you, he going to tell you what you're facing. He going to tell you that all is in the world, all of this that you drop my love for. Because you know if you continue to run after the world, you drop the love of God. Huh? And God told you, he said, now let me show you what you're dropping me for. For all that's in the world, you dropping me for the lust of your flesh. You dropping me for the lust of your eyes. And you dropping me for the pride of life. And is not of the Father, but of the world. So God said, you totally dropping me. Wow. Wow. You know what he said? Baby, I ain't in your heart. I'm just in your mouth. All I'm getting out of you is lip service because you ain't showing me nothing. My, my, my. Wow. Next verse. And the world passing away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So what are you going to do? Pass on with the world? Because the world going to pass away. Come on, somebody. And God said, not only is the world going to pass away, the lust that is in the world is going to pass away as well. He said, but he that doeth the will of God, he that doeth what I say shall abide forever. I don't know if you got a forever salvation, but I'm sure working on one. I'm going to have a forever salvation. I wanted to say the same thing that my federal ID said. And my federal ID says 
indefinitely. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So if you don't want your salvation to be stamped indefinite, go ahead on. Keep lusting after the world. Amen. Oh. Woo. Folks can't seem to be able to get up and come to church. My Lord, my Lord. But let something they want to do come up. Well, well. Be up an hour Come on, somebody. But they can't cut the muscle to try to make it to church on Wednesday night so that they can get some teaching, so they can get some learning. So you know what they tell me? They choose to be ignorant. Come on, somebody. Come on now. Well, let's go to Psalm 142. amazing that we can always know where to find God. But it's bad when God don't never know where to find you. We can always know how to call on God in the time of trouble or adversity. But when God needs someone to step up to the plate and do something on his behalf, it's hard for him to find us. Come on, somebody. 142 in the verses 5 through 7 says, I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge. My portion, land of the living. For I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise. For thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Bring my soul. Out of prison. Because guess what? When you're locked up in your habits and you're locked up in not doing what God wants you to do, your soul is in prison. You are a slave to the habits that you like. And if you are a slave to the habits of you that you like, you need somebody to break you out of jail. Come on, somebody. Ah, uh, you need God to send somebody to, 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 to break the change off of you and release you from the bound that got you bound. Amen. David said, bring my soul. See, you're too busy thinking about what your flesh is like. But David said, bring my soul out of prison. That I may praise thy name. Wow. 
Baby, if your soul is locked up, you ain't giving God just do. You ain't giving God the praise that he's looking for. Because you can't praise God locked up. Huh? You can't praise God if your soul ain't in it. Your soul got to be able to make a joyful noise in the Lord. And then he said, then the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Why? Because then your praise and your joy going to have some anointing in it. And God ain't anointing your praise and your joy with no junk in your trunk. Come on, somebody. Uh, it's time for us to get this thing right and get us a breakthrough. And when you get a breakthrough, baby, stop going back. Sometimes God gives us a breakthrough and it lasts for a day or two and we find ourselves just like that hog was that got washed and got scrubbed and he was clean. Come on, somebody. He was clean enough to put on the hook and start splitting him up and making some pork chops and some ham. He was clean. He was clean enough to start cutting on some pig feet and some pig heels. He was clean. But know what he decided? This is too clean for me. I'm going to go back to where I came from. I'm going to go back and wallow in the mud that I came from. Because that mud feels good to me. That old way, I love that old way. I like mud between my toes. Come on, somebody. I like for the mud to get on my nose and harden up on me. So I, when I say, unk, unk, I feel at home. So you go on and say your unk, unk if you want to. Back to the mud. And God done clean you up. Huh? Clean you up and made you look like a star. But you told God I'd rather look like a hog. Come on, somebody. Go to Matthew 26. We need to take the David syndrome. Uh, David had it right. When David said, Lord, wash me. Make me white as snow. Yeah. Clean me up, Lord. And give me a clean heart. Huh? And renew the right spirit within me. Lord have mercy. David knows if that didn't get done. He didn't have a, a, a ghost of a chance. Amen. He's a washerman Lord with his soap. Wash me all over Lord. Wash me from my crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Be like Peter when he said. Lord said I got to wash your feet. Peter, Peter said oh no, no Lord. I need to wash your feet. He said, if I don't wash your feet, you ain't got no part in me. He said, oh, Lord, if that's so, wash me all over. Wash my head, too. Wash me up, because I, I want to be a part of you. You better start telling God, God, wash me thoroughly. Wash me thoroughly with his soap, God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Uh, don't you depend on you. 
Because if you're depending on you, it ain't going to get done, baby. Come on, Come on. You can't depend on you. That's why the shape you in now, cause you depended on you. Matthew 26 and 41. Is that right? Let's read it, please. So God kind of gave them a revelation of the situation of their flesh. Huh? It might not appear to them at that time that that was the way they were. They might have felt that they was okay because they were with Jesus. Huh? Sometimes we think we're okay just because we come to church. Huh? But baby, it's got to get deeper than that. Amen. Come on, somebody. Jesus told him, he said, watch and pray. You got to watch what you do, and you got to pray to God to keep you. Amen. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Huh? Because temptation sits around every corner waiting on you to come back. He said, hey, girl, come in. I can see that Tina now talking about, who, me? <laughs> huh? Lord. Come on now. Sometimes you have to walk by folks and ignore them like you didn't uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, Lord, but let one of them say, hey, cute, look how fine you is. Oh, there go your antenna. <laughs> <laughs> I can see when they said that, I can see sister Lord there. <laughs> flattery, flattery. Don't you know your habits will flatter you? Uh-huh. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation because the spirit indeed is willing. But guess what, baby? Your flesh ain't. Your flesh is weak. If you don't pay attention to God, you'll fall to your flesh. Hey, so the flesh like what the world got going on. Huh? Don't. Oh, I can see what they've been advertising today on TV. Oh, they done opened up a new building for, for, for medical marijuana. They're going to make more millions. Because guess what? Everybody going to the doctor. Get their doctor. Right, me one? You know you've been my doctor for a while. Can you write me one? My Lord. Uh, yeah. That's extra $20, though. Oh, God, I got that. Huh? And you go on in line and get your medical marijuana. So you can go back home and get high. My Lord. Uh, and all you interested in is I got a prescription for this. Baby, you still playing right in the devil's hand. You still playing right on the devil's territory. Because guess what? You're pleasing.
Because guess what? If you're high, you sure can't be thinking straight. Huh? Oh! Well, you might get high. And be talking about. You saw one, but it was a fallen angel. You saw one, but it was a fallen angel. Ain't no telling what you saw. <laughs> but it sure wasn't God. Sometimes we talk too much and, huh, loose lips up. Say 
on straight street. Chapter 8, verses 44 and 45. Let's read. Ye are your father, the devil, and the lust of your father. Did you not hear what Jesus said? When you are in your lust, you are of your father, the devil. So Jesus himself is calling you personally a devil. You are a child of the devil. Wow. And, and, and then he said, and the lust of your father, you will do. Haven't we found ourselves doing stuff that we know we don't want to do? Doing stuff we know we shouldn't do? Then we find out that it is the habit of the lust that is large, that is still in us, that keeps lusting after the flesh and fighting against the spirit. Wow. So we ain't got it made yet, have we, y'all? Uh-uh. No, sir. You got to be in this battle for the long haul, baby. Yeah. You can't get rid of this stuff overnight. You got to be in this for the long haul. Yeah. You got to tell the devil, I'm in this for the long haul. That's right. I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm fight you until I ain't got no more fight left and it's time for me to go. Come on. Come but up until then, roll them up. Because I'm here to stay. Yeah. And that's what you got to let him know. I'm here to stay. So roll your sleeves up and get ready for the fight. Because guess what, babe? He going to bring it to you. Don't you think he ain't going to bring it to you because he's going to bring it to you. That's right. Amen. And guess no, when he's going to really hit you, he's going to wait till he find you idle, not thinking nothing about God, not thinking nothing about the church, and he's going to hit you right in the eye. Pow! And when he hits you right in the eye, guess what? Something's going to jump out your mouth that ain't going to be holy. Uh-oh. Sound familiar on the road. Especially when they back you up against the corner. Huh? And you know what? He know the right one to send the back you up against the corner. He know the right one to rub Antina wrong. <laughs> and I'm praying that one day she's going to get the victory over there. Come on, somebody. And baby, don't you feel bad because he's been rubbing some of the other wrong. They just ain't told me. They've just been keeping their mouth closed. Come on, Come on somebody. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. So, John 4 and 45 says, oh, we, we, we got, go ahead, let's read it again. You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you would do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abided not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Guess what? Woo! So if you find yourself lying all the time, you got a new daddy. Your daddy is the father of all lies. That's what Jesus said. Huh? Come on, somebody. So guess what? Don't let it be a habit that you just lie to lie. 
can beat him up later. Change of darkness to reserve unto 
Baby, if he did it to the angel, what makes you think that you're going to get some preferential treatment? Hmm? If he did it to them, and you fall in the same category they fell in, he's going to do it to you too. If I fall in now, he's going to do it to me too. He has no respect to persons. Verse 5 says, And spare not the old world, but save Noah and eight persons, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. God ain't got no problem of wiping the whole world out. He do not have no problem if it ain't but one that is righteous in the whole entire universe. That's the only one that is going to glory. Ooh. God ain't saying, well, I got to at least get more than I had in the last world. So I at least got to get 10. No, God don't need but one if that's all he's going to get. Huh? Come on now. Because if God got a way to make you when you get up there, he did no more than put the devil back up in hell. And he ain't going to put the devil back in hell. Come on, somebody. If he got a way to correct you when you get there, you're going to get to heaven being a hell raiser. Wow. And there ain't going to be no hell raisers in hell. So if ain't number one person on earth that is worthy to go to glory, that's the only one that God going to take back with him. You can rest on that one. Amen. So guess what? You can sit in your seat and say, I don't see it like that all you want. But you better see it the way God sees it. Huh? Because in the old world, it said he spared a person, a preacher of righteousness. So he saved that righteous preacher and his family. Let that soak in. And he brought the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Wow. Not part of the world, but the world. That means that he covered it all. Made all of them fish bait. Hmm. Come on, somebody. Somebody ate them. <laughs> uh. <coughs> whether it was, whether it was a, a Jonah's whale that ate them, or <coughs> somebody ate them. Amen. Seventh verse says. And delivered just lot. Oh, I, I, I skipped one. Verse 6. Verse 6. Go back up. And turned the city of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that should live. Guess what? Sodom and Gomorrah is an example of what's going to happen at the end time. God said, I'm giving you an example of what I'm going to do. You're going to be the fool if you don't be saved. Because I done already told you what I'm going to do. I burn them up to ashes. Well, when you
you burn something up down to the ashes, boy, it burns. Huh? When ain't nothing left but the ashes. I remember when I used to burn my fireplace, have stacks of wood in there. Then come back and ain't nothing in there but a pile of ashes. Boy, that was hot. God said he don't even want no residue of you. He's going to burn you to the ashes. And he said, I made an, uh, uh, an example of them so that you will know what I'm going to do to the ungodly. Amen. Verse 7 says, and deliver just lot, vexed with filthy conversation. He just delivered Lot and his family out of a whole city. He blinded everybody else in the city so that they couldn't get out. They could not escape. You know, when God comes for you, you can't get away from him. They could not get out of the city because he blinded them. Wow. And once Lot made it clear out of the city, he set it on fire. Remember when we were talking about, remember that illustration? Do I go or do I stay? That's what Lot's wife was doing. Do I go back or do I stay? Do I go back? And Lot seen it in him. He said, baby, don't, don't, don't turn around. Don't, don't look back. We've been looking back too much. Huh? We've been looking back too much and been getting a hook in our jaw of our bad habit. He said, don't look back. And because that God told him don't look back and she looked back, he turned her into a pillar of salt. And I believe her statue is still standing today. Turn her into a pillar of salt because she wanted to go back. You know, it's just some habits. It's just some habits that we just said. Oh, got to go back one more time. She want. It was something in Sodom that she liked it, uh, and she wanted to go back one more time. One more time. And that one more time didn't make it. Turned into a pillow of salt. Amen. And you know what you need to grab from that? And, and, and guess what? And God didn't give a hoop by the being, being lost wife either. Uh, he didn't give a hoop by the being lost wife. He killed a graveyard day. Huh?
book says that Lot was a righteous man dwelling among them. And God had to get him out of that mess. Why? Before it took hold on him. You stay around that mess long enough, it's going to grab hold on you. Bible says it vexed him. It vexed his righteous soul. It tortured him. Amen. And God saw the torture that he was going through and decided to come down and get him out of it. Even Abraham had a little conversation with the men that God said, if you find fifty, will you spat a city? Sodom must have been a beautiful town. It must have been, it must have been, it must have been full of riches and you know it was must have been something that was the talk of the, you know, I think it's the talk of the town. That Abraham even said, Lord, if you find fifty now, would you spat a city? Peter 1. 
verses 13 through 19. Are we there? Let's read it, please. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation. You got to gird up your mind and be sober. You got to think straight. Come on, somebody. You got to put your mind on Jesus. Amen. Brace up your mind. Be sober. Be moral. Be alert. Amen. Only time, really only time that we be alert now is we have to go walking in the dark. Huh? If it's daytime, you walk like ain't nothing out there but you. Guess what? The same enemy is out there in the daytime as he is at nighttime. Right. Come on, somebody. So you got to be alert all the time. Amen. The enemy is after you all the time. He ain't just after you in the dark. He after you in the daylight as well. That's right. Come on now. And guess what? And that's when he catch you the most because guess what? You ain't expecting nothing. You, you everything's going smooth. It's daytime. Marshall says, I'm going out to Marshall and shop. Because it's daytime. Huh? But as he which has 
Did he call you? And then the one that called you is holy? Then the God that called you is a holy God? And he said, so be ye holy in all manner. Oh, we got a wife where we're allowed to come out between these teeth and gums. Huh? Because when them teeth and gums and lips spread, that little demon in there, that thing that's full of poison, it come out and it be spitting everywhere. And half the time, you don't know where it's spitting out. And once it's spit it out, you can't retrack it. Now you see, sometimes it's better to just don't say nothing. Make sense, y'all? But the 16th verse says, because it's written, be ye holy. You do know that if it is written, it's law. Huh? If it's written, we are held accountable for it. If it's written, we are expected to adhere to what it says. For it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. You ain't going to a holy heaven not being holy. You ain't going to serve a holy God and live with him being unholy. Because he done already told you what has been written down. This is me, and this is what I expect of you. This is me, this is what I expect of you. You got to meet that expectation. Amen. So don't fool yourself. The devil done fooled us too long. Amen. He done fooled us too long, and we still holding on to some of these little pet peeves we got. Wow. Amen. Better let the pet peeve go. Next verse. If you call on the Father without what? He have, he is without respect of person. Judges according to every he going to get you for 